section one of birds and all nature volume six number five december eighteen ninety nine this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org recording by betty b the tramps of birdland eleonora kinsley marble the birds had met in council that morning, and from the great chattering and chirping, I judged some various serious question was up before the board. Something must be done, Mr. Red-Eyed Vireo was saying, as I sauntered down to the orchard and seated myself beneath an apple tree. We have stood the imposition long enough. Every year we meet and draw up resolutions with many whereases and wherefores and aforesaids, resolutions with nothing resolute about them today i say something must be done mr woodthrush mr towhee mr chipping sparrow mr yellow-breasted chat mr song sparrow and several mr flycatchers beside a number of other small birds nodded their heads in unequivocal assent we have enemies enough continued mr vireo how many only mother nature knows even in the darkness of night we are not safe from the owls, skunks, snakes, and other robbers, and in the daytime, besides our feathered foes, we have the ruthless collector and the ever-present bad boy. Enemies without are bad enough, but to have in our midst a... a... Mr. Vireo paused, presumably choking with indignation, but really because he had quite forgotten what he had prepared to say. "'Hear, hear!' cried the assembled birds, making a great clamor and clatter in order that the speaker might have a chance to slyly consult his notes. A tribe of social outcasts, tramps in fact, continued Mr. Vireo, whose females, disliking the cares of family life, build no homes of their own, but instead deposit their eggs in some other bird's nest that their young may be hatched and reared without any trouble to themselves. Our mates have enough to do to bring up their own families. So I say, the tribe of cowbirds must be driven from this community, or else, like the rest of us, be forced to work. Hmm, yes, sighed Mr. Towie. That's what we say every year, and every year the conditions remain just the same. The cowbirds are tramps by nature, and you can't change their natures, you know. I judged from the great chattering and chirping that grave exceptions were taken to this remark but quiet at length being restored mr towhee continued my mate says it depends upon ourselves whether the whole tribe shall be exterminated she for one does not intend to hatch out any more of mrs cowbird's babies this spring we found one of her speckled eggs in our nest but it wasn't hatched out i warrant you we simply pierced the shell with our bills picked it up by the opening and carried it out of the nest. A round of applause greeted these remarks, much to Mr. Towie's gratification. It strikes me, said Mr. Indigo Bunting, that the whole fault lies with our mates. From the size and different markings of Mrs. Cowbird's eggs, they can always be distinguished from their own. No self-respecting bird should ever brood one. In that way we can exterminate the race." "'Tis the mother instinct, I presume,' said Mr. Vireo, "'or the kindly nature of some females, "'not to neglect a forlorn little egg "'abandoned by its parents at their very door. 
ah he broke off pointing in a certain direction is not that a sad sight for an affectionate husband to see on a fence near by stood two birds a very small one with a worried harassed air endeavoring upon tiptoe to drop into the mouth of the great fat baby towering above her a green caterpillar which she held in her bill that is mrs vireo my mate and her foster child continued the speaker the egg of the cowbird being larger than her own received all the warmth of her breast so that her own little ones perished in the shell it takes all her time and strength to feed that great hulking baby who will accept her nursing long after he can take care of himself then desert her to join his own tribe in the grain fields last year my mate had no better sense than to brood one of mrs cowbird's eggs said mr chipping sparrow it emerged from the shell first of course and in attending to its everlasting clamor for food she neglected her own birdlings so that all but one of them died that one has always been a puny weak little thing we were greatly astonished i assure you at the size of our first offspring neither of us being acquainted with the habits of mrs cowbird and disappointed that in neither feather nor feature it resembled her or me i got the best of the lazy tribe this year chuckled mr yellow warbler our nest was just completed and my mate had deposited one egg when in our absence one day mrs cowbird sneaked in laid one of her own beside it and then stealthily crept away my mate said nothing and might have brooded it with her own but the next day the same thing in our absence occurred again another female of the lazy tribe i presume finding our home quite to her liking two to one said the chat with a laugh that was not fair well what did you do then why we concluded to abandon the nest and build another but on second thought gave up that plan we simply built a floor over the lower portion of the nest and on the upper floor or second story so to speak my mate deposited four eggs those with the one shut in with the cowbirds making her full complement you see it would have been far easier it seems to me said mr towhee to have thrown mrs cowbird's eggs out of the nest as we did but then you and your mate must learn by experience and you will know better what to do the next time doubtless said mr yellowthroat a trifle stiffly but my mate is a very dainty bird and wouldn't for a moment think of using a cradle for her little ones that had been occupied even for a short time by two female tramps hm replied mr towhee in his turn not altogether pleased that accounts probably for the number of abandoned nests one meets with every year containing a speckled egg of mrs cowbird's too dainty indeed did you ever happen to see one of the homeless creatures seeking somebody else's nest in which to lay her egg interrupted mr chipping sparrow scenting a quarrel in the air i saw one in the woods once sneaking through the undergrowth and when mr and mrs red-eyed vireo had flown away for a little time out she crept inspected their nest and finding it to her taste entered and deposited her egg she felt sure you see that mrs vireo had a kind heart and would hatch out the foundling with her own and she did sadly said mr vireo she did the company the tribe keeps is no better than themselves said mr wood thrush 
During the breeding season you will see the grackles and red-winged blackbirds, and the cowbirds chattering and gossiping together as they roost for the night. They are a lawless crew. No self-respecting bird will be found in such company. I saw a number of the cowbird tribe perching on the backs of a bunch of cattle in the pasture land today, said a very young Mr. Flycatcher. What do you suppose they were doing? Searching for parasites, gruffly said an old bird. That's the reason they are called cowbirds. They were once called buffalo birds for the same reason. No one spoke for the space of several minutes. If there are no further remarks, said Mr. Red-Eyed Vireo, the question will be put. All in favor? What is the question, Mr. Chairman? meekly asked a very young flycatcher. Is it or is it not our duty to destroy every egg of Mrs. Cowbird's we find in our nests, thus forcing the tribe to build homes of their own in which to bring up their families? All in favor? Aye, chirped every bird at once. Contrary-minded? There was no response, so the meeting was declared adjourned. End of section 1